The David Pakman Show at davidpakman.com. All right, welcome everybody. We continue to try to, on the daily show, the podcast, etc., bring you sort of the latest news. Normally, this is not a program where if we wait 90 minutes, we might have something different to report to you. But because ballots are still being counted in uh, a number of key states in the presidential election, and there are even things still happening at the Senate level and House level. Um, we're trying to figure out how to bring you the latest information at whatever time we do it. And at this point in time, we do have changes to report to you from where we were yesterday. No winner has yet been declared in the presidential election between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Now I'm going to get to the vote counts and to the scenarios momentarily. But what you must understand is that all of our worst worries about how Donald Trump would react have happened. We covered some of them yesterday and we will cover some more of them today. Donald Trump, of course, declaring victory uh, late Tuesday, early Wednesday, 2 a.m. saying we've won yesterday. Donald Trump and Eric Trump and Rudy Giuliani and others saying on Twitter, we won Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania has not yet been called and the margin it continues to shrink. Uh, away from Donald Trump's favor and in Joe Biden's favor, although Trump still leads. And I will show you what those numbers are. And the latest, which we will also be covering today extensively, is that uh, the Trump campaign now claims to be filing multiple lawsuits in various states. In some states, we know that they've actually filed them. In others, they've said they are filing them, although we don't actually know. And we have heard from Joseph R. Biden Jr. as well. Joe Biden giving a short but very appropriate and quite frankly, very presidential speech in Wilmington, Delaware yesterday. So we are going to be covering that. All of that being said, let's now get into the numbers. And again, I am going to do a screen share with you guys. This seemed to work well uh, yesterday and give us um, a pretty good sense of uh, of of what is going on. So let's start there. First and foremost, what has changed since yesterday? Wisconsin has been called for Joe Biden with a less than one percent margin of victory. Donald Trump says he has filed for a recount there and is emailing supporters asking for money to fund that recount. Michigan has also been called for Joe Biden. And in fact, as we get slightly updated numbers, literally as we're speaking, uh, Michigan now uh, about two and a half, two point seven points in favor of Joe Biden, a, a bigger margin of victory in both Michigan and Wisconsin. Actually, Wisconsin is basically the same margin of victory that Trump had over Hillary in 2016, a larger margin of victory for Joe Biden in Michigan this year than what Donald Trump had over Hillary Clinton in 2016. What is still Oh, before we go any further? Alaska has still not been called, although we know it will go for Donald Trump, currently leading two to one almost with half the vote reporting. They're just slow to count there. A lot of rural areas, but we're going to continue tracking and uh, following that, of course. But in my count, I am already giving those three electoral votes to Donald Trump. In the meantime, Arizona is a source of some controversy. And later in today's program, I'm going to bring you video of uh, Trump supporters gathering at the Capitol in Phoenix, Arizona, and then sort of moving over and joining another protest at the Maricopa County um, Election Center, I believe it's called, where they are demanding that they count the vote and they are mad at Fox News because not only the Associated Press, which is what what we are using here, but also Fox News um, called Arizona, although uh, there are people who feel it is still too close with 88 percent reporting. Joe Biden is up by 2.4 there, about 68 and a half thousand votes. So what does the race hinge on if we grant Joe Biden Arizona, which most but not all currently do? It hinges on the states of Nevada, Pennsylvania, North Carolina and Georgia. And again, conceding Arizona to Joe Biden would put him at 264 electoral votes, meaning a win in any of these four outstanding states. Um, and Joe Biden would be the next president of the United States. The least likely for me is North Carolina. North Carolina now 
the, the vote count has not actually moved for a full 24 hours. We are not exactly sure why, but North Carolina is stuck at 94 percent reporting. The lead for Donald Trump right now is about one point four percentage points, which is equal to about 80,000 votes. I am not counting on North Carolina flipping to Joe Biden. Uh, following that, Joe Biden is currently leading in Nevada. Now, the vote count in Nevada yesterday stopped being updated relatively early, and it had Joe Biden up seven tenths of a point. That lead has now expanded as Nevada. Again, this is as of this moment, as Nevada has gone back to counting and reporting votes. Joe Biden's lead has gone from seven tenths of a point to nine tenths of a point. The path for Biden to win is that of majority, an important amount of the remaining votes are from the Vegas area, which went for Hillary Clinton in 2016, anticipating it would go for Joe Biden. Now, that's the argument for Nevada. With those six electoral votes, Joe Biden would get to 270, presuming nothing changes in Arizona, which has been called. We then have the very curious case of Pennsylvania. And to explain what's happening in Pennsylvania, um, understand that this was the red mirage scenario state. Pennsylvania does not start counting mail in ballots until the polls close on Election Day. Pennsylvania expected to have favorable numbers for Trump in in-person voting, favorable numbers for Joe Biden in vote by mail. And indeed, on election night, Donald Trump had a lead of eight, even nine or ten points, thinking back to different moments on election night. And over time, that lead started to shrink. Yesterday, when I came to you, uh, Joe Biden was down about seven points in Pennsylvania. And now, as the vote has been counted, as you can see here with this very interesting chart from The New York Times that I'm showing people, as the vote count has gone, Trump's biggest lead was right at about 55 percent. As the vote count has increased, it has narrowed, 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 now considered 1.8 points by The New York Times and officially, according to the Associated Press, also 1.8 points separating Donald Trump and Joe Biden. That is about one hundred and sixteen thousand vote lead for Trump. The path here for Biden, if you believe there is one, is that there are a bunch of ballots from Pittsburgh, which cannot even legally be counted until tomorrow. And that as the Philadelphia votes continue to be counted, the margins will continue to shrink for Donald Trump and maybe flip to Joe Biden. Of course, if Joe Biden wins Pennsylvania, he wins the election. We then have Georgia, as you can see in Georgia. Also, Donald Trump's biggest lead coming right around 33 percent of the vote being counted from that point forward, as more and more of the vote has been counted. Donald Trump's lead has shrunk and shrunk and shrunk to the point that his lead is now a mere 0.3 percentage points or about 13,500 votes. We have 99 percent reporting in Georgia. So the at this point, I don't even want to go into the various models claiming to know how likely is it that it would go one way? How likely is it that it would go the other way? It's extraordinarily close. And if indeed it is the Atlanta ballot that remains out, it could get even closer and maybe Joe Biden could win it or maybe not. So it is now down to these four states. Now, it goes without saying, as I pull up the map, uh, if we give Arizona to Joe Biden, as the Associated Press has done. Uh, oh, sorry. And Utah, of course, is a Trump state. Um, as I mentioned earlier, even though officially Alaska has not been called for Donald Trump, I am calling it for Donald Trump because it will ultimately go for Donald Trump. If Joe Biden were to win Nevada, that would put him at 270 electoral votes. And this would be over, barring, of course, recounts and lawsuits, which Donald Trump is doing. If Joe Biden were to flip Pennsylvania, that would put him at 284 electoral votes, also 270 above 270, and it would secure this election. If Georgia were to flip to Joe Biden, that would put him at 280 electoral votes, again, securing a, an, an electoral victory. And if North Carolina flips to Joe Biden, that would also put him at 279, although I, I believe North Carolina is the least likely to flip. So we the range of scenarios that are remaining are if Trump wins all four of these states, Trump wins reelection with 274 electoral votes. Imagine that Arizona were wrong. That could put Donald Trump at 285. 
if Arizona stays with Biden, the best Biden could do if he were to get all four remaining states, Nevada, Pennsylvania, North Carolina and Georgia, it would put Joe Biden at three hundred and twenty one electoral votes. I don't think there's any way uh, that Biden gets North Carolina. So for me, the biggest real possibility for Biden would be three oh six. I don't particularly think he gets Georgia either. And so if Biden were to get Nevada and Pennsylvania, Joe Biden would win with two hundred and ninety. My prediction was two ninety five. So that could be very, very close Uh, without Nevada. Joe Biden would have two eighty four with Nevada instead of Pennsylvania. Joe Biden would have exactly two hundred and seventy electoral votes. And if that is the case, the proportional apportionment in Nebraska could be the difference maker. Joe Biden got one electoral vote from the second district in Nebraska. If indeed this comes down to Nevada and Joe Biden doesn't get Pennsylvania, doesn't get Georgia, doesn't get North Carolina, Biden will have 270 thanks to that one vote from Nebraska. Without it, it could be the 269 to 269 tie scenario we've been talking about. With it and Nevada, Joe Biden would win 270 to 268. We may know more by tonight. We may know more by tomorrow. Uh, Again, checking in on the latest numbers in Pennsylvania with the latest update. Still a one point eight percentage point lead for Donald Trump as votes are being counted in Georgia, a zero point three percent lead for Donald Trump with ninety nine percent reporting and in Nevada with 76 percent reporting and more vote expected there today, a lead of zero point nine percent for Joe Biden in the state of Nevada. Now, I don't even want to get ahead of myself at this point. There are lots of people who are very confident that Joe Biden is going to win. There are also very a lot of people, including Trump's entire family, who claim that Trump has won. They believe Trump really won Nevada. They believe Trump won Georgia. They believe Trump won Pennsylvania. They even believe Trump won Michigan and even potentially Wisconsin. Some of them are saying so all we can do at this point in time is wait in the Senate. It is increasingly looking like Democrats are not going to take the Senate. Now, this was my prediction until very recently, at which point I said there is a path for Democrats in the Senate. But you might recall that for the last three years, I've been saying based on what's up in the Senate in 2020, I don't think Democrats have a shot. My belief was 2020 has to be the year of taking the presidency and 2022 may be the year of Democrats taking the Senate because of some very favorable polling and the feeling of momentum over the last couple of months. There was a credible path for Democrats to take the Senate. It's conceivable it could happen, but it is not looking particularly likely. But a very interesting Senate race is in Georgia. In Georgia, incumbent Republican David Perdue appeared to be winning easily in a three way race, most prominently against Democratic challenger John Ossoff. As of right now, David Perdue, the incumbent Republican in Georgia, is hovering right at the 50 percent mark in terms of the vote in Georgia. This is relevant because given that it's a three way race, If no candidate gets a majority of the vote, meaning if David Perdue ends up with forty nine point nine percent or forty nine point eight percent of the vote, there would be a runoff between Perdue and Ossoff, the second place challenger. Um, And that would be a brand new Senate race and potentially a seat that could be flipped, could be flipped. So we're going to be watching that. And then, of course, we're also looking at the numbers in the House. I'm going to tell you right now, we don't have to do it now. I am not going to participate in the stuff of now as it's looking okay for Biden and, you know, knock on wood, there are already leftists starting to criticize Joe Biden. We're we're going to take things a step at a time. We'll criticize Joe Biden if he becomes president and does things we don't like. Okay, we're not getting into that where at some point we will have to have a real um, uh, uh, not not a mea culpa, but a real accounting for the problems of the Democratic Party is that um, it, uh, it is pointed to by the House numbers is the point that, that I'm making um, many predictions saying, oh, Democrats are going to dramatically expand their lead in the House of Representatives. 
And uh, it does not yet appear as though that is happening, although in 2018 we had to wait a little while for that to be adjudicated. But there is no question that we we have to be able to hold two ideas in our head at the same time. On the one hand, yes, many Trumpists are ignorant. Yes, many Trumpists are uninformed. Many are not good people. Many see themselves as fighting a war, as I said yesterday, where facts don't matter and they must defend their leader no matter what. That is true. And so part of why Republicans did not get crushed the way some some predicted has to do with Trumpists. But we have to be able to at the same time say if the Democratic Party faced with arguably the most incompetent president in the modern political era, arguably the worst major country response to the pandemic in the world, complete mishandling of the economy on and on and on. If given all of that, Democrats end up losing seats in the House, we can't just blame Trumpists. And that's exactly how Democrats will continue to lose if they say it's just stupid Trumpists because it's not. It's partially stupid Trumpists. The Democratic Party has responsibility and we're not going to get ahead of ourselves, but maybe it'll be tomorrow. Maybe it'll be Monday. Maybe it'll be the following month. I don't know when it's going to be, but I am taking notes. I have copious notes, as some like to say, about the failings of the Democratic Party. And there will be a time for that. So I know people have started emailing me saying, David, why aren't you talking about this, that the other thing about the the Democratic? It's not time yet. Is it? We do things when there when it is the time to do it. I, I even got emails this morning from people saying, how do you see 2024? No, guys, no. When in 2017, people asked me about 2020, I said, we've got a midterm first. We need to focus on the midterm. We are not even done with this election yet. So we are going to take it a step at a, t- at a time, as I always insist that we should be doing. Glad you're with us today. I will be live later today. I hope you will join me on YouTube, Twitch and Facebook with continued results. We've got a great bonus show for you today. We will talk about Trump's lawsuits. We will talk about Rudy Giuliani and Eric Trump's stunt in Philadelphia. We will talk about Trump's spiritual advisor, um, uh, I guess, trying to strike out the demons that may be preventing Donald Trump from winning. We have all of it. And I want to hear what is on your mind. I am on Twitter at D Pacman. Make sure you're following me there. The David Pacman Show at davidpacman.com. One of our sponsors today is Hydrant, and they're giving my audience 25% off your first order. Hydrant has been great for me. It's this delicious electrolyte powder made with real fruit juice. You mix it into water for great tasting rehydration with low sugar packed with electrolytes, but way more cost effective than those high sugar sports drinks comes in flavors like lime, fruit punch, orange, mango. They have no sugar varieties which come in lemonade and pink grapefruit. They also have a new product line called immunity which adds vitamins B, C and D. And they have a version with caffeine if you're looking for that type of boost. Staying hydrated helps my focus and keeps my energy up. And Hydrant has been a great way for me to do that as part of my daily routine. They have a full refund guarantee if you're not satisfied and you'll get 25 percent off your first order when you go to drinkhydrant.com slash Pacman or just enter the code Pacman at checkout. I've put the link in the podcast notes. If you love feeding your intellectual curiosity, but you're always struggling to find the time, check out one of my all time favorite apps called Blinkist. Blinkist lets you consume an entire book on your way home from work. They take thousands of popular nonfiction books, condense each one into text or audio that you can get through in just 15 minutes and you get all of the important core ideas and information from that book. It's perfect if you don't have enough time to do all the reading you want to do or if you just want to sample a book before you buy the entire thing. I recently read A Brief History of Time, of course, by the great Stephen Hawking. This is a book that I have been aware of for so long and other things got in the way. And it was fantastic to check it out on Blinkist. Blinkist has books on politics, philosophy, science. They have 27 different nonfiction categories and a subscription is only about eight bucks a month and you get access to the entire library. But you can try it totally free 
and get 25% off a subscription when you go to Blinkist.com slash Pacman. That's B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T dot com slash Pacman. The David Pakman Show at davidpakman.com. So Donald Trump had a complete authoritarian tirade on Twitter yesterday as his leads in a few states started to diminish. And with those leads, the possible path to 270 electoral votes started to narrow for Donald Trump. Now, remember that this is all after Donald Trump already declared victory at 2 a.m. early Wednesday morning. Quick reminder of what that looked like. He already said he won. So we won there. We lead by 76,000 votes with almost nothing left. And all of a sudden, everything just stopped. This is a fraud on the American public. This is an embarrassment to our country. We were getting ready to win this election Frankly, we did win this election. We did win this election. So our goal now is to ensure the integrity for the good of this nation. This is a very big moment. This is a major fraud in our nation. We want the law to be used in a proper manner. So we'll be going to the U.S. Supreme Court. We want all voting to stop. We don't want them to find any ballots at four o'clock in the morning and add them to the list. Okay? It's, it's a very sad, it's a very sad moment. To me, this is a very sad moment. And we will win this. And we, as far as I'm concerned, we already have won it. So I just want to thank you. Now, we warned at the time about the red mirage scenario. We talked about the red mirage scenario uh, prior to the election. And I warned you that because of the uh, mail in ballot volume that is expected and the rules in some states like Pennsylvania, where they cannot even start counting the mail in ballots until the polls have closed, we should be aware and be cautious that an early Trump lead in some states may not endure. And case in points, we saw Wisconsin shift from a Trump lead to a Biden uh, win. We saw Michigan shift from a Trump lead to a Biden win. And we're watching other states as of this time. Trump loses it. And his tweets were so weaponized in terms of spreading voting disinformation about the election that most of them were flagged by Twitter. Take a look at this. Trump saying, quote, last night I was leading often solidly in many key states in almost all instances, Democrat run and controlled. Then one by one, they started to magically disappear as surprise ballot dumps were counted. Very strange. And the pollsters got it completely and historically wrong. And Twitter warning, some or all of the content in this tweet is disputed and it might be misleading about an election. Trump then tweeting in all caps. What is this all about? About a post from Matt Walsh about some supposed injustice in another tweet, which has since been deleted altogether. What the hell's going on? We don't know. Trump then tweeting, they are finding Biden votes all over the place in Pennsylvania, Wisconsin and Michigan. So bad for our country. Now, by finding, he means counting <laughs> legal votes as the process is supposed to go. You receive votes. You look at who they voted for and you credit them to the appropriate candidate. Trump again tweeting, how come every time they count mail in ballot dumps, they are so devastating in their per percentage and power of destruction? Because we knew from day one that the in person votes would favor Trump in many states, but the mail in votes would favor Joe Biden. You could really see Trump crumbling with it, each tweet going on to say, quote, they are working hard to make up a 500,000 vote advantage in Pennsylvania disappear ASAP. Likewise, Michigan and others and Twitter again warning this may be misleading about an election. Trump tweeting, we are winning Pennsylvania big, but the PA secretary of state just announced there are millions of ballots left uncounted, left to be counted, which of course just means a lot of people voted and you've got to count those votes. And then Trump tweeting, and this may be the, the sort of like peak insanity, Trump saying we have claimed for electoral vote purposes 
the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, the state of Georgia and the state of North Carolina, each one of which has a big Trump lead. Additionally, we hereby claim the state of Michigan, if in fact there was a large number of secretly dumped ballots, as has been widely reported. Trump claiming states that at the time he hadn't won and moments later, Michigan was actually called for Joe Biden. Trump authoritarian nightmare crumbling before our very eyes. I even got some messages from some conservative friends in the southeast of the United States who said Trump seems to be going crazy. Like I'm for low taxes and I don't like business regulation, but Trump seems to have lost his mind. Uh, and and a bunch of people from the southeast who who didn't even vote at all, interestingly enough, wrote to me saying that uh, we will see what Trump's mental health looks like later today. Now, as a total contrast to what Donald Trump was doing on Twitter yesterday, Joe Biden gave a speech as votes continued to be counted as Donald Trump was imploding on Twitter, claiming states for himself that hadn't been called, demanding votes not be counted in certain states and be counted in other states, depending on where they are. Uh, Joe Biden gave an actual presidential speech, which was completely normal and boring in Wilmington, Delaware. But as a contrast to what we've seen for the last four years, actually was surprising in that it reduced the temperature. It did not call for people to make claims that couldn't yet be backed up. It united people. Just take a look at this. It'll be time for us to do what we've always done as Americans. To put the harsh rhetoric of the campaign behind us, to lower the temperature, to see each other again, to listen to one another, to to hear each other again and respect and care for one another, to unite, to heal, to come together as a nation. I know this won't be easy. I'm not naive. Neither of us are. I know how deep and hard the opposing views are in our country on so many things. But I also know this as well. To make progress, we have to stop treating our opponents as enemies. We are not enemies. What brings us together as Americans is so much stronger than anything that can tear us apart. And importantly, during this speech, Joe Biden also pointed out He believes he is on the path to 270 at the time he believed it. He says in the speech, I'm not declaring victory and then issues this message of coming together. Very important moment where he says this. Now, after a long night of counting, it's clear that we're winning enough states to reach 270 electoral votes needed to win the presidency. I'm not here to declare that we've won. But I am here to report when the count is finished, we believe we will be the winners. So we were watching this live during a stream yesterday and Joe Biden actually says, I believe we will have the votes to win, but I am not declaring victory. There was plenty of reporting that was saying he did declare a victory there, including this whopper of a headline from the BBC. The BBC tweeted Trump and Biden each claim victory as lawsuits brew. Biden literally said, I'm not declaring victory. What could Biden have said beyond? I am not claiming victory to make that more clear. Biden issued this completely generic. We believe we will prevail when all the votes are counted. Everybody says that. And the BBC says, well, it's just like Trump claiming victory. No, Trump actually went out at 2 a.m. Eastern time on election night and said we've won. Trump tweeted and Eric Trump tweeted and Rudy Giuliani tweeted. We've won Pennsylvania when they had not won it at that point in time. And yet he still Joe Biden can't get away from these false headlines that say, hey, they've both claimed victory. No, they have not. And remember, Donald Trump, we looked at this tweet uh, in the earlier segment. Trump tweeted yesterday, we have claimed the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, the state of Georgia and the state of North Carolina. And we hereby claim the state of Michigan. If in fact there was a large number of secretly dumped ballots, as has been widely reported in any case, We already have to be careful about false reporting about what Joe Biden is saying and what Joe Biden is doing. But what a contrast between how Joe Biden spent the last 24 hours and how Donald Trump did. Donald Trump spent the day filing lawsuits, which we will talk about, sending Eric Trump and Rudy Giuliani to Pennsylvania to claim everything's fraudulent, 
tweeting that he's claiming states that he hasn't actually won and saying in some cases the ballots need to stop being counted and in other cases the ballots need to start being counted in order to justify his continued path to 270. Biden spoke for five minutes, is allowing all votes to happen, isn't telling anybody to stop counting, reduced tensions and said if he has a path to 270 that ultimately prevails, he will be everyone's president if he wins. You don't have to agree with Joe Biden's policy on taxation. You don't have to believe that Joe Biden is going to be the best on health care to acknowledge that this reduction of the temperature and a return to sanity is exactly what is needed at this time. And as a reminder, again, record coronavirus cases yesterday. A lot has been going on the last 48 hours. So the coronavirus news has diminished. But there were one hundred and eight thousand cases in the United States yesterday. This is the most coronavirus cases in a single day since the start of the pandemic. There were twelve hundred deaths and that number continues to climb as reports from yesterday are finalized. We need to deal with the pandemic. And when I see one guy tweeting, stop counting here, start counting there. I've won. I'm claiming Michigan. I'm claiming Pennsylvania. And then I see the other guy say, I believe we have a path to victory. And if I get it, I will be everyone's president because we are at unprecedentedly difficult times. It's very clear which one we need right now. And I know that there are millions of Republicans who recognize that not all of them, not nearly all of them, but there are millions of Republicans that recognize that that is what we need right now. We'll have more about this on our Instagram page. Make sure you're following us at David Pakman show on Instagram. And while you're there, follow me on Instagram at David The David Pakman show at David I want to take a second to tell you about one of our sponsors, SNH Masks. SNH Masks has everything you need when it comes to face masks and other protective gear for COVID-19. And they're giving my audience 20% off. SNH Masks is the company that I've personally been going to for face masks. I love and trust the products they sell. And that's actually why I reached out to them about being a sponsor. I've tried tons of different face masks this year, like many of you. And I still have not found a mask that is more comfortable or easier to breathe in than the washable cotton masks that they sell. It's made of a silky, lightweight cloth that feels great on the skin, has a convenient adjustable strap, and it features a disposable five layer particle filter made of activated carbon. They also have disposable cloth masks, which are really comfortable, as well as all of the other gear like face shields, alcohol wipes, no touch infrared thermometers. And all of their prices are very reasonable. I also love SNH masks because they've donated over 60,000 masks to healthcare institutions. They're an excellent company. Shipping is just five bucks and shipping is free on orders over one hundred and fifty dollars. You can get there by going to davidpackmancom slash mask. The link is in the podcast notes and you can save 20 percent on everything in their store when you use coupon code David. One of our sponsors today is Vincero Watches, and they're giving you 15 percent off everything in the store when you go to davidpackmancom slash watch. If you're a guy looking for the perfect way to refresh your style, one of the best investments you can make is in a high quality wristwatch. Vincero is an American company that has made it possible for everyday people to afford a premium watch. Almost everything they sell is within the range of about two hundred dollars, but it'll look like you spent a lot more. All of their watches are made in small batches from top quality materials, and they just look great. I went on their site and picked out a watch from their icon automatic collection. The one I got is in mesh matte black and I love it. It's simple, sleek, elegant, goes great with just about anything I'm wearing. And I've gotten a ton of compliments on it. You'll get 15 percent off everything in their store when you go to davidpackmancom slash watch. You can find the URL in the description for this podcast episode. Again, that's davidpackmancom slash watch. Welcome back to the David Pakman Show. 
I really hate that so many predictions have come true this week because of what it means about the state of our democracy. Um, before there was any victory to claim this week, Donald Trump said at 2 a.m. on Friday on uh, Tuesday night, er, early Wednesday morning, that he won the election. Then he started with the claims that it was rigged about votes being found, all claims which were flagged by Twitter as potentially misleading about an election. And now Donald Trump is starting with lawsuits. The vote count resumed in Pennsylvania yesterday. And as this was happening, Donald Trump's personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani and Donald Trump's one of Donald Trump's sons, Eric Trump, went to Philadelphia to announce major action to stop the terrible cheating and vote counting that was going on at the time. It is not lost on me that in some cases Donald Trump was saying we must stop counting votes. In other places, Donald Trump was saying we must continue counting votes. And so were his supporters. And we'll get to some of that video. But first, Rudy Giuliani's explanation is complete and total incoherence, saying that he will file two lawsuits and a federal lawsuit and maybe a national lawsuit. I, I can't even get through this with a straight face. Take a look at this insa insanity. And I challenge you to tell me what on earth is Rudy talking about? Hundred thousand fraudulent, meaningless paper ballots that no one gets to observe. So we are going to continue the lawsuit here. We're going to bring a second one and then we're going to bring a federal lawsuit. And we're going to take a very good look at whether we bring this nationally. We certainly are going to bring it here and in Wisconsin. Quite possibly, we'll do a national lawsuit and really expose the corruption of the Democrat Party. But this is beyond anything I've ever seen before. This comes when you think you have so much power and you own the media that you can do anything you want. Well, sorry, we're going to fight for the people. We're going to vindicate their right. And the ultimate result is President Trump has won Pennsylvania. He's going to vindicate people. He's filing four lawsuits. This is maybe Rudy Giuliani's most humiliating moment. And I've seen the Borat scene for people to be uh, to understand. I'm, I'm including that as well. It's a deranged person making no sense or Trump put him up to it and he feels like he can't say no. That's the only other explanation I can imagine. So in an attempt to tell you what is actually going on, and just as a reminder, many times people say they are filing a lawsuit and they don't. I'm just saying when Rudy says on a whim, I'm filing two to four lawsuits, <laughs> let's verify that the lawsuits have actually been fired filed. But the, the claim is that Trump's campaign is filing lawsuits to stop the counting of ballots in Michigan and Pennsylvania as they are demanding increased access to observe the tallying process at a bunch of locations in these key states. Uh, Trump and the Georgia Republican Party have also filed a lawsuit in Georgia. We don't know why. We don't know for what. We don't yet know exactly who they are suing there, at least as of the time that we went to record today. Maybe by now we know what that lawsuit is about. The Trump campaign also said that the lawsuit demands the the Michigan lawsuit or the Pennsylvania one or both demands that they want to review ballots which were opened and counted without them having meaningful access. And of course, what that means, we don't know. Now, the, the sort of funny thing or perverted thing, depending on your perspective, is when Trump announced that they were doing this, he was losing Michigan and ultimately Michigan was straight up called for Biden. So my instinct, you might say, why would you stop counting when you're losing like in Michigan, in Pennsylvania, he wants to stop counting while he's winning as of the time of that announcement. My thought is the stop the count is sort of um, uh, uh, an intermediate measure meant to give them more time to come up with something else. Count the vote, stop the count temporarily and then figure out what's the next claim that you're going to make. But there was actually an even better moment during this. And we caught it uh, live during my stream yesterday. And I want to get to that next. OK, this clip I'm going to play for you is one of my favorite clips in my entire time doing the David Pakman show. As I already told you, Rudy Giuliani went to Philadelphia yesterday with Eric Trump. They announced that they're filing two, maybe three, possibly even four lawsuits just related to Pennsylvania. They're filing lawsuits in Michigan. Later, we learned they're filing lawsuits in Georgia. They're suing everybody. OK. Fox News carried this event with Eric Trump and Rudy Giuliani, and it was during the Neil Cavuto show. 
What I am about to show you is almost performance art. As Rudy is ranting incoherently about Pennsylvania, Fox cuts in. They interrupt Rudy Giuliani and they announce Joe Biden has won the state of Michigan, which potentially would make Pennsylvania irrelevant. At the time, we didn't yet know. You have to see it. It's video poetry. Shortly after Rudy says Joe Biden might have voted 50 times, he might have voted 5,000 times. It's just perfect. And pay attention to when they go back to Rudy after calling Michigan for Biden. Rudy then has taken out a manila folder and papers are popping out of it. it you can't make a satire of this. It is performance art. We have no idea if they're signed, if they're postmarked properly. If it isn't just the same person who submitted 100,000 ballots and they all got counted. This is the way they intend to win. Now I'm informed by former Congressman Sweeney, who's been. We are considering a moderate Rudy Giuliani. You might have noticed something happened to uh, the electoral vote count for Joe Biden. Our decision desk has taken a look at Michigan and concluded Joe Biden has won Michigan and gets the 16 electoral votes from Michigan. That puts him now six electoral votes from the presidency of the United States. Nevada could do it. Those electoral votes are still out there when you know there's six electoral votes there. If he were to take that state, he would be at 270 and he would be on his way to the White House. Now back to the legal challenges being mounted as we speak by Team Trump. You make sure that it's properly postmarked. You make sure it you make sure that it's uh, properly addressed and then you pass on it. This really I mean, that should be in a museum of like some kind of avant garde art or something. That 70 second video clip is just remarkable, emblematic of everything about Donald Trump sends Rudy out to rant and rave about two, three or four lawsuits. Maybe Joe Biden voted 5000 times. And as he's doing it, the reality of Joe Biden winning Michigan is announced. It, it's just perfect. And to step back a little bit, how would this election have gone differently? Maybe if Rudy had focused less on conspiracies about Hunter Biden and the supposed laptop from hell and instead focused on just winning more states, it is difficult to believe or even have recommended months ago to Trump. Hey, you know what? If you deal with the virus, you might easily get reelected, which is what happened in New Zealand and in some other places. It's hard to believe that at one point Rudy was sort of respected. Here's one more clip from this strange event. Um, Rudy and Eric Trump. Listen to Eric Trump here. We're going to win Pennsylvania, but they're trying to cheat us out of it because they know it's their only path to victory. They know it's the only path to victory. And so we came here today. We met with all our lawyers. Uh, we are going to file suit in Pennsylvania. It's a shame that we have to do that. It's the last thing that we wanted to do. It's the last thing my father wanted to do. But this is rampant corruption and it can't happen. It simply can't happen. It's not fair. This isn't democracy. It's really amazing how these people have a knack for saying nothing but talking so mouth. I see the mouth moving. I hear words coming out, but they are saying absolutely nothing. I mean, this is against democracy. Eric Trump says what is against democracy? that you're not sure whether Biden didn't vote 5000 times. That's the against democracy. And it's becoming very much like uh, Donald Trump's Obamagate, where when he's asked, yeah, OK, Obamagate, the biggest political crime in history. What is the crime and what law was broken? Trump says, you know what it was or it was treason or they <laughs> spied on my campaign or whatever. Lots of these people, if Donald Trump ultimately loses, I hope then they retire and we never see them again. Minutes before I went live uh, to, to record today, to Donald Trump's press secretary, Kaylee McKenney, tweeted, is anybody interested in joining a live prayer group tomorrow? I mean, they're, they're resorting to prayer now to try to win this election. And by the way, after the break, I have video of Donald Trump's White House spiritual advisor trying to speak or not trying to speaking in tongues in an attempt to, I guess, rid the votes of demonic possession. <laughs> I, I can't, guys. Let, let's just go to a break and I'll explain it to you afterwards. The David Pakman Show at davidpakman.com.
Real quick, I want to tell you about our sponsor, Magic Spoon, who have done something awesome. They've taken all of our favorite sugary childhood cereals that we know we shouldn't eat anymore and turn them into something you can actually feel good about eating as an adult. There's four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted and blueberry. They taste great. They're crunchy. They're sweet like you would expect this type of cereal to be. But it's perfect for a ketogenic diet because one bowl has only three net carbs, 12 grams of protein. It's sugar free, gluten free, grain free, soy free. Once our team tried Magic Spoon for the first time, we actually ended up emailing Magic Spoon back and saying, can you send us more boxes, send more samples? They've been a big hit with uh, David Pakman show staffers and Magic Spoon knows how delicious their cereal is, because if you don't like it, They'll refund all of your money, no questions asked, and you'll get free shipping when you go to magicspoon.com slash Pacman and use the code Pacman. That's P-A-K-M-A-N. The David Pacman Show at DavidPacman.com. Okay, you guys have to see this. This is going to give you sort of a glimpse into how sick and deranged a huge part of the country is. Trumpists started swarming a vote counting location at the TCF Center in Detroit, Michigan yesterday to furiously and defiantly and outrageously demand that votes not be counted. Now, simultaneously, they were swarming Arizona polling places saying count votes. We'll get to that later the hypocrisy we need a little more time for. Check this out. This is video from Annalise Frank on Twitter. And yes, the chant you are about to hear is stop the vote. 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 People weren't just outside. Here is a picture from the same Annalise Frank reporter in Detroit from inside. And as she describes it, these Trumpists were yelling about election integrity and how votes should stop being counted immediately. Here's more video of these stop the count chants. Do you realize how mind numbingly stupid we look to every country around the world? We look like idiots. And there's a lot to what happened yesterday in Detroit. It was not a spontaneous demonstration. Chad Livingood, who's a reporter in Detroit as well, posted a screenshot of an email that was sent yesterday morning by a so-called coalitions director named Sean Masinski, which went out to Republican voters telling them come to the TCF Center in Detroit to be vote challengers. And then this is exactly what went down. And the right seems to think that it is some kind of radical leftist idea to count every legal ballot in a democracy. Donald Trump retweeted just moments ago. I don't have this for you, but you can find it on his Twitter, um, a statement from the Nevada attorney general, Adam Laxalt, claiming that, hey, listen, if it weren't for mail in ballots in Nevada, Trump would have won, which, of course, ignores that mail in ballots are legal ballots in the sense that they are ballots from voters who vote. It's unbelievable the perversion of democracy that they so casually attempt. And when this is all said and done, I am really interested in what the talking points will be when people mention that um, counting ballots is part of democracy, not a perversion of it. And Republicans desperately try to stop the counting of votes. It's going to be some version of, well, we weren't allowed to look at each ballot. We don't know if those were legitimate ballots or they were just finding fake ballots. That's sort of the argument we heard Rudy Giuliani make yesterday. Conservatives will claim that they were just trying to make sure all the ballots were legitimate. And every time, you know, for the last four years, it's happened, what, a hundred times that I find myself wondering, how are they going to justify this absurdity? This is beyond justification. Trump with the Sharpie on the hurricane map or what? 
this this one has to be beyond justification. And then I look in the comment sections in the pro Trump enclaves of the Internet and then I say, oh, that's how they're going to justify it. OK, they, they always found a way. And in fact, I keep reading comments from Trumpists talking about deadlines for ballots that they think are being violated. The deadlines for counting votes are decided at the state level. The states that are still counting haven't reached the deadline. It's very simple. The only constitutional deadline is that by December 14th, when the electors officially vote, the count must be done. People who don't support democracy do this. Now, meanwhile, in Detroit, you had stop the count protesters in Michigan. In, uh, I'm sorry, in Arizona, you had start the count protesters. And we're going to talk about that next. OK, so yesterday we have Michigan pro Trump protesters gathering to demand that votes not be counted in Arizona, armed pro Trump protesters gathered to demand that votes be counted and to attack Fox News. This is just unbelievable. Here's video from Simon Romero. He's a correspondent for The New York Times. You will see if you're watching, you won't hear this, but you'll see that one guy is armed with a long gun. You will hear chants of shame on Fox, which I will explain in a moment. So shame on Fox refers to Fox calling Arizona for Joe Biden and Trumpists, I guess, are furious about that. The Associated Press also called Arizona for Joe Biden. Here's another video. This is still in Phoenix, where a chant of Fox, <laughs> a chant of Fox News sucks breakout. Take a look at this. A lot of people uh, in the crowd are, are, are not wearing masks. We're, we're keeping a, a respectful distance, um, but a loud and very boisterous crowd. You'll start here and then uh, start up here. And they're actually chanting Fox News sucks. Fox News sucks. The reason why they're chanting that is because Fox News called Arizona uh, for Biden yesterday. And a lot of people are angry about that. We have not called uh, Arizona uh, a lot of other. So the protesters then moved from the Capitol in Phoenix, the site of that last video to the Maricopa County Recorders building where they started chanting stop the steal. Naturally, you will notice almost not a single mask in sight. We need oversight to verify that each person who voted is an alive person. Here's another video where you can't really tell who's saying what other than you do hear the term mail in ballots at one point. These protests are not only pathetic on principle, but the added layer is that there are almost no masks. The United States had one hundred and eight thousand new cases yesterday, more than twelve hundred new deaths yesterday. And they're not only protesting who the hell knows what. There's also barely a mask in sight, as Simon Romero also reported as time went on. The number of guns went up as well, as you can see in this next picture, we're showing the open carry a handgun guy with a Trump hat. Then here is an armed pro Trump protester in full gear, reportedly named Rich, 30 years old with an AR 15. He was mad, according to Simon Romero, who interviewed him mad about Biden wanting to, quote, tax guns. How ironic or tragic is it that the very monsters out there protesting and angry at Fox News were partially created by Fox News. I think that that's something we we should not we should the the irony and tragedy of that should not be lost on us. Now, sadly, when people show up armed and wreak havoc, uh, it does have an effect. Maricopa County in Arizona had to close down its ballot counting facility to the media and to the public. Now, the, the, it was open to the people counting votes. 
the vote count continued. But because of this uh, heavily armed group gathering outside the building, um, we have seen the building have to be closed down to the public and to the media. Fortunately, the votes will still be counted. Now, by the way, is there any chance that these guys, mostly guys, will be tear gassed and told to disperse when 9 p.m. comes like the Black Lives Matter protesters all over the country during the summer? No, not particularly likely. Do these domestic terrorists want the votes counted or not? I'm having trouble keeping track. But of course, the reality is you have to understand the Trumpian view. If the counting might help Trump, they want the votes to be counted. If the counting might hurt Trump, they don't want the votes to be counted. Don't you understand, guys? Y'all Qaeda says count votes that are good for us. Don't count votes that are bad for us. And that's as simple as it. It really is that simple. You have to see this video. This is a great side story. As Donald Trump has been melting down on Twitter, as his children and Rudy Giuliani have been melting down at press conferences, Donald Trump's spiritual advisor, Paula White, led a prayer service to, I guess, fight off the demons that might prevent Donald Trump from winning. I am going to issue a warning. I would get if you're watching with kids today, get the kids out of the room. If you're listening with kids, maybe put some put some headphones in. This is extremely disturbing. It will contain graphic video indicative of severe, untreated, maybe even undiagnosed mental illness. Here is Paula White striking and striking and striking down, I guess, demons so that Trump will get reelected. She then starts speaking in tongues. Strike and 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 strike until you have victory for every enemy that is aligned against you. Let there be that we would strike the ground for you will give us victory, God. I hear a sound of abundance of rain. I hear a sound of victory. I hear a sound of shouting and singing. I hear a sound of victory. I hear a sound of an abundance of rain. I hear a sound of victory. I hear a sound of an abundance of rain. I hear a sound of victory. The Lord says it is done. The Lord says it is done. The Lord says it is done. For I hear victory, 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 victory in the quarters of heaven, in the quarters of heaven. Victory, 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 victory. For angels are being released right now. Angels are being dispatched right now. For angels have even been dispatched from Africa right now. Africa right now. Africa right now. From Africa right now. They're coming here. They're coming here. In the name of Jesus from South America. They're coming here. They're coming here. They're coming here. They're coming here. From Africa. From South America. Angelic forces. Angelic reinforcement. Angelic reinforcement. Angelic reinforcement. Fika hata anda ata. Ora bata rata anda eke eke manda rasata. For I hear the sound of victory. Now, obviously, I'm not going to analyze the specifics of what she's saying, but this is someone who Donald Trump has given actual prominent placement at the White House for various religious events. I like how she talks about dispatched angels from Africa to help Trump. I hope they're not coming from S hole countries because they're not going to be allowed in. It's going to be trouble. Then Paula White battles the demonic confederacies that are trying to steal the election from Trump. Also, I don't know if you noticed in the first clip, if you were watching, there's a guy who keeps walking back and forth behind Paula White holding papers or a book. Who's that guy? What's he doing? Just every detail here is hilarious. We break and divide every demonic confederacy against the election, against America, against that who you have declared to be in the White House. We break it up in the name of Jesus. We lose confusion into every demonic confederacy directed right now at this election, directed specifically at the six states. We come against people that are working at high levels right now with demonic confederacies and secrecies and demonic plans and networks. We break it up and we command that it be exposed right now in the name of Jesus really seems like somebody might have spiked the holy water with something fierce there. If you know what I'm saying, I think the most logical thing Paula White said there, what wait, what made the most sense from those two clips is when Paula White said Hamanda Aka Atta Raka Teda Baka Kanda Atta that I understood more than everything else that went on in that clip. 
we have to be able to call this mental illness plain and simple, right? I mean, in other words, I know that there are people who will say, David, it's offensive to say that that's mental illness because this is these are this is just religious belief. How is that not mental illness? How is that? Explain to me how it's not mental illness. If anybody did that but didn't claim it was their religion, if you show up and uh, to a police station and you say Hamanda Aka Ata, Raka Teda Baka Kanda Ata, you get a 72 hour psych hold because she's doing it in a church with a mic and a guy with a Bible behind her. We're supposed to just act like this is normal, guys. We can't do it. We can't do it. And if you're Joe Biden, you should worry with her doing that. I don't know that. I mean, that seems what she's doing seems powerful. I don't know how Biden can win anything with that. Look at the contrast. Okay, she's talking about witchcraft with Hamanda Kanda Atta and Donald Trump is trying to stop ballots from being counted. Ruli Giuliani is filing six lawsuits. What Joe Biden said yesterday is let's reduce the temperature. I believe I have a path to victory, but I am not declaring victory. And if I win, I will be the president for everybody, every state, red and blue, every American, no matter whether you voted for me or you voted for Donald Trump or somebody else. We have never seen a contrast greater than this in the Obama McCain, uh, John Kerry Bush. You know, the, these these were there were some bad candidates who did some bad things and, and advocated for bad policy. There has never been a contrast the likes of which we are seeing right now. Um, we have a great bonus show for you today. You can uh, get the bonus show instantly by becoming a member at joinpacman.com. New coupon code, fresh start. All one word, all lowercase. You understand it. Fresh start because that's what we hope is coming here. I'll see you on the bonus show.